Hello, Disney fans, and welcome to the show. My name is Austin Terrace, and I'm joined here today by my wonderful sister, Emma. Hi, everyone. Coming up on this episode of Disney Daydream, Magic Band Plus debuts at Walt Disney World, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is returning to Magic Kingdom, and Ron DeSantis tries to dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Later on, we'll share what we'd plan if our hypothetical future spouses insisted on going to Disney World for the honeymoon. So, take a little break in your busy day, and let's start daydreaming. are a frequent listener to our show, or even if you're checking us out for the first time, make sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Diz Daydream or on Facebook, Disney Daydream Podcast. And for those of you that have been longtime listeners, if you want to support the show financially, we would really welcome that. You can do so on our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com slash Disney Daydream. We offer our patrons some special perks, and if you happen to join the $5 tier per month or more, you'll have access to a really extensive slate of mini-episodes. And I have our page pulled up. Emma, I thought it would be cool to just quickly run through all of the mini-episode topics that we've covered in our like nearly three-year history of publishing these episodes. The very, very first one that we released in October of 2019 was about Epcot and the World Showcase. And since then, we've covered character dining, three different episodes of Disney trivia, Disney Broadway musicals, saving money in the parks, classic Disney Channel content, theme park construction updates, old Disney attractions, Um, a special about my travel agency, Daydream Travel Agency, Disney Springs, Disney Princess sequels, 2022 cruise itineraries, holidays on Disney+, Plus, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney Dogs tier list, Disneyland reopening, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier review, an intro to Disney songs and scores, a video about our pin collection, Disney World Dining Reviews and Recommendations, Crazy Stories on Disney Property, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, Classic Disney Movies, uh, I'm sorry, Classic Disney Music, Muppets Haunted Mansion, the Galactic Star Cruiser announcements, Disney Power Ballads, a Princess Movie Tier List, Disney's Blockbuster Tentpole Strategy, Emma's Recent Day at Disney, and News, News, and More News. So that is a lot of content. It's hours upon hours worth of extra content. So if you want to 
um, donate $5 a month to the show, you have immediate access to all of that. And hey, it's not gaming the system. It's completely fair. If you just want to listen and then stop subscribing to our Patreon, just do it for one month and then get out if you want. That's totally an option available to you. All right. Our show is sponsored by those patrons and by Daydream Travel Agency. So if you're looking to plan a trip to Disney World, Disneyland, or if you want to take a cruise or do an Adventures by Disney trip, reach out to me. Go to daydreamtravelagency.com for more information. All of the vacation planning services are free because you don't pay for anything. Commission's always paid by Disney itself. Before we start with the news, we should just give our listeners an update. Our nephew is, is here. He's healthy. He's very well. Kylie's doing well. So is Ben. Um, they named their child Noah, which is such a cute, adorable name. And Emma, I'm pretty jealous because later today you get to spend some time with him. Yes, I I just got back from school on Saturday um, and I wanted to see Noah as soon as I possibly could. So, um, yeah. It's just the sweetest little thing. And I think that the first time we saw him, if you're holding him, he just goes to sleep. He's a smiley kid. He was not crying like at all. From what I understand, the night was the more difficult time. But when we were just chilling during the day, oh, it was just the sweetest little baby and the smallest yeah, so, that I've ever seen. So cute. <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, our, our whole families, obviously, that's, that's all we can think about and, and talk about. Um, but we'll try to stay focused on the task at hand. Let's talk about some news. Magic Band Plus is making its debut at Walt Disney World. And, you know, they say good things come in threes. So now we can pair Disney Plus and Genie Plus with the new Magic Band Plus. Maybe next will be Mobile Ordering Plus. Who knows? And these new Magic Bands are, of course, larger than their predecessors. If it's bigger, it has to be better, apparently. They come in a variety of colors, and they cost $29.99. Currently, in addition to getting you in the park helping you pay for things and checking you into those lightning lanes. Um, These products will have special abilities around the parks, such as interacting with the Fab Five statues, bounty hunting at Galaxy's Edge, and special interactions during shows. Unlike the regular Magic Bands, these do need to be charged via a USB cable that comes in the box. And it would be cool if all of the functionalities that were announced were working at this point. But from my understanding, they're not. I think that a lot of the special features are going to be activated at a later date. And that kind of makes the timing of this release a little bit funny. Like, they're not even interacting with all the Fab 50 statues yet. And that's very much like it should be doing that already like (laughs) there's about one year left of the world's most magical celebration so i'm just not sure why they're um taking so long to activate these features and i'm kind of wondering what they're going to continue to do when the statues go away next year but i guess with technology like this you can always keep adding more and more things and 
maybe Disney has hardened me over the years, but when I saw the $40 price tag, I was kind of relieved. I thought it would be more than that. <laughs> like, you can buy $25 Magic Bands already if they're the super fancy limited edition Magic Bands. So if you're upgrading to the Apple Watch version of a Magic Band with this, spending an extra 15 doesn't sound too bad. Uh, and I already know I can whine and complain about this all I want, but I'll definitely buy one the next time I'm there. I mean, they'll probably just stop selling regular Magic Bands. <laughs> That's That would be the, the common Disney move to make, I think. You know, I really love my Magic Band. The one that we got for that trip, like whenever we took it four, three or four years ago, that one's super nice. Yeah, um, I love that one. It's really cool. And I've never seen anybody else have that. Right. Even when we were on that trip that year, we booked a package. It was, I think it was like a very limited time. You know, they released these magic bands if you uh, did a vacation package over a certain period of dates. And when we were down there, we were the only ones with those magic bands that I saw. So they're very rare. Everybody that I've showed it to has fallen in love with it. So I don't know. I don't really feel the need to upgrade, but if you're going to have all these different types of functionalities with the new Magic Band Plus, they'll probably make it so that you have to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, true. exactly. They're taking Apple's strategy, of course. You yeah, for sure. Can't keep your iPhone for longer than a couple of years anymore. Um, but okay, in some exciting Halloween news coming up next, Emma, why don't you share this one? So for the first time since 2019. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party will be back in 2022. This is a separately ticketed event and will run from August 12th to October 31st on select nights. Um, So a lot of favorite aspects from this are coming back. The Headless Horseman will ride through the park to kick off Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade. Trick-or-treating returns, sponsored by Mars. This year's reusable trick-or-treat bag features a 50th anniversary celebration and Halloween design. Uh, Join the Sanderson sisters during the Hocus Pocus villain spectacular stage show at Cinderella Castle. Um, Meet and greets with characters in their Halloween costumes. Overlays will return to Space Mountain, Mad Tea Party, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. And the Pumpkin King himself, Jack Skellington, will host Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular. And finally, not not finally, the theme food and beverage offerings. And finally, this is new. In honor of the 50th anniversary celebration, guests can enjoy event-exclusive step-in photo opportunities. And in addition to the reusable trick-or-treating tote bag, guests will also receive a Halloween-themed 50th anniversary celebration commemorative print. Definitely like that they have some free merch to give out. And we'll see why when you share the prices in a second. But <laughs> yeah. do you, what are the step-in photo opportunities? Are these just like Instagrammable moments? I don't understand what that means. I would assume that. Um, yeah. I. That's what it sounds like, which is, I guess, smart considering the types of people that are purchasing these. And 
if you're of a certain age, you want to have plenty of Instagrammable moments. But yeah. event exclusive step in photo opportunities. I, I don't know. They're I, just going to pop up. They're just going to have a couple photo booths out there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's as vague as you can possibly get. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on to the price. So this is $109 to $199. Um, we are seeing a significant increase when we compare 2019 and 2022 prices. On the cheapest night, a party ticket will cost you an additional 38% this year over 2019, which was $79. And for a ticket on October 31st, your price increase is 47%, which was $135 and is now $199. So there is a pretty large price increase. Yeah, that's pretty drastic. I mean, from 2019, the lowest possible price you could pay now was the highest possible price you could pay then. <laughs> right. But I the the prices are the same compared to the after hours event that they did last year. Which yeah. so comparatively these parties usually last longer than those events. So technically from last year it's not a price increase. You're getting more value for a longer party and a bunch of more activities are happening throughout the night. But compared to the very last Mickey's not so scary, that's like, yikes, (laughs) 200 extra dollars. If you're going around Halloween to an already super expensive entry ticket to get into magic kingdom. We can also compare this, uh, between 2016 and 2019. Um, just to see how much you'd expect it to increase. Um, it only increased by 10%. It was $72 to $79 for the cheapest ticket. And then um, for an October 31st ticket, it was about 29% from $105 to $135. So this is just kind of crazy. Yeah. And the thing that I've been realizing more and more often, and I've shared this on many episodes before, is that Disney just never seems to get these pricing situations wrong. Like they're always just correct, forecasting demand. And they're probably trying to not have as many people there as 2019. Remember, because we were still doing the show, that's around the first few of our episodes. But there was a lot of complaining going on at this and um, at the Christmas party about how crowded it was. Mm-hmm. And that was the number one complaint. It wasn't really about the price. It was just about how many tens of thousands of people were packed in there and how you couldn't really move or do all of the things that were offered at the party because of it. So I'm sure they're trying to like decrease that capacity. And this is the... The price they've settled on in order to do that. And the, Disney also released like their financials for this latest quarter. Um, what would it be for them right now? Is it quarter two or quarter three? I don't know. But guest spending in the parks is up 40%, which wow. is huge from pre-pandemic levels. Like you're spending... Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, spending 140 day, $140 in the park 
per day, you know, compared to 100 in 2019. Um, that's, that's quite a lot. Yeah, that that's pretty steep. <laughs> it's fun, though, that those character meet and greets will be legitimate character meet and greets. All of those right. are back at Walt Disney World, and I think they were back right at the beginning of April, I'm pretty sure. So you can go up and do the classic photos and autographs now, and everything is, in that sense, uh, returning to normal. Still not all of them are open, but the ones that are open are, are back to, to normal. Last story for today. <laughs> kind of a crazy one. Ron DeSantis is trying to dissolve the Rita Creek Improvement District. A few weeks ago, Disney stood up for its employees and stood up for what is right by opposing Florida's parental rights in education, otherwise known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. This law prohibits Florida educators from holding classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity and allows parents to sue a school district if the policy is violated. A Disney spokesperson released this statement after the law was signed by the governor, quote, Florida's HB 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal as a company is for this law to be replaced by the legislature or struck down in the courts, and we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. This led to the conservative media and Republican lawmakers lambasting the company for making a political statement, and now they have coined the phrase woke Disney, as a lot of people, I guess, are now boycotting Disney and thinking about canceling trips and their Disney Plus subscription. Uh, As if businesses operate in a complete vacuum and they can't speak about these issues and economic life is totally divorced from every other part of public life. I don't know. I I, I guess that schools aren't supposed to be the place where we want kids to feel safe and to express themselves, learn new things, and have difficult conversations facilitated by professionals. I mean, that, that seems like what the education sector is not about, right? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> come to school, maybe to get away from a, like, not-so-safe place at home. But you're not supposed to be safe at school, so. Yeah, go back in, into hiding, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the governor, Ron DeSantis, was he was quick to retaliate after Disney made the statement, announcing that he dissolved the Reedy Creek Improvement District, And this was created in 1967. It allowed Disney to get the money and resources it needed to build Walt Disney World by granting them the right to pay for municipal services themselves instead of relying on local taxpayers. So the district acts as its own county and new construction projects can be approved quickly instead of having to wait for local governmental approval. And if the district is successfully dissolved next year, Disney will lose those special construction privileges and all municipal services would become the responsibility of Orange and Osceola counties. The difficult part, the kicker here, is that Reedy Creek has always operated at a loss. It could be covered from the revenue that Disney made from the theme parks, but it does currently have $2 billion worth of debt. And if it disappears, that debt is transferred to the counties. 
and it will likely become the responsibility of taxpayers to recover. This could potentially lead to the largest property tax increase Orange and Osceola County have ever seen, an idea that understandably has not been very popular with the locals. So, aggravate the largest employer in the state, screw over homeowners, and satisfy a political agenda without actually improving the lives of anybody. That sounds like government working at its finest. (laughs) I just, I feel like this is like an abuse of power. Like, it all just seems like such a game. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, you're not, you don't agree with something I did. I'm going to shut down your whole thing. Like, I don't know. Is that allowed? I, I, I guess technically it is. They are also considering, and this is just a rumor at this point, the possibility of creating another special district, just one mm. that the state of Florida controls instead of Disney, so that the debt can be like assumed by the state of Florida government instead of just the two counties over there. Yeah, it's just a mess. And of course, there are other lawmakers that have been trying to revoke the no-fly zone over Disneyland and Disney World. Some are trying to strike down the extended copyright protections that Disney has over Mickey Mouse before they are actually set to expire. A bunch of bunch of different attacks are being made. And with that, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that even if the copyright to Mickey Mouse expires, it's still trademarked, and that's going to be lasting in perpetuity. So it's not like there's another company that can start creating its own line of Mickey Mouse merchandise to sell or using, you know, that image in its own slate of animated, like, films. So I don't think that will actually have any practical implications, but Mm -hmm. it's still kind of a... Another attempt at a slap in the face to Disney for for making this statement. But with that, let's move on to some some happier a happier topic. We thought that today it could be fun to think about a Disney honeymoon trip and how that differs from a regular trip. If we were taking one, what would we plan for our hypothetical spouse? That topic is coming right up. Every year, thousands of newlyweds plan a trip to Disney World to celebrate their marriage in the most magical place on Earth. They wear the tacky matching shirts, they put on the wedding veil ears, just married buttons, and soak up all the congratulatory messages they get from cast members when they're there. I don't know if I personally would want a Disney honeymoon. Just I always thought that for my honeymoon, I'd explore a new place I hadn't been to before. But let's be honest, if my spouse really wanted to go, I'd probably cave fairly easily. I, <laughs> I'm i always just a sucker for a Disney trip. I don't think it would take that much convincing uh, to get me to do it. And of course, I would probably be planning it. Emma, if this happened to you, you'd probably be planning your 
honeymoon trip. And let's start with what you would do, where you would stay. Give us all of the details. So first things first, I would love a Disney honeymoon. I'm not sure if my future spouse would like that. So this probably isn't in my future, but a girl can dream. Um, So starting with where I would stay, I'd love to stay in a bungalow at the Polynesian. These are so cool. And it would be like our own private resort area. Uh, We would even have our own plunge pool, which is cool. Um, In my research. That'd be epic. Yes. Splurge. Yes. Just go for it. For sure. Uh, In my research, I found that they feel very private and there's rarely any foot traffic in that area. And having those benefits plus the benefits of the Polynesian itself is definitely really cool. And we would have a lot of extra space, but I'd still love to stay there. Um, Just a warning, this trip is packed full of stuff. It's also not realistic at all. This would be like an ungodly amount of money. Um, But you know, this is the dream Disney honeymoon. So I have literally packed every single thing into this and it's, it's a long trip. So bear with me. So a basic outline of my trip would be on day one, that's a travel slash resort day. This day would be all about relaxation and settling into our resort. We would explore the resort and our bungalow. Uh, day two, uh, Magic Kingdom, We would do Magic Kingdom Terrace style, get there at rope drop and hit as many rides as possible, and we would enjoy all that Magic Kingdom has to offer. For day three, that would be a resort day. This day would just be relaxation focused again. After our long day at Magic Kingdom, we would sleep in and enjoy the privacy of our bungalow. We would check out the pool and go to dinner in Disney Springs and do some shopping. Um, Then day four is Animal Kingdom. We would spend the day in Animal Kingdom. We'd end the night by exploring Pandora at nighttime because it's beautiful. Um, Day five is Blizzard Beach. This day we'd check out Blizzard Beach. We likely wouldn't be there all day, but would enjoy the pools there. Um, Day six is Hollywood Studios. We'd start off exploring Galaxy's Edge, then move on to the rest of the park. And then Fantasmic Assuming it is up and running by the time I am on my honeymoon, we would end the night with Fantasmic. Um, Which I feel like it would be. The Disneyland one is coming back at the end of the month. Yeah. So Disney World cannot be that long behind. Right. There's hope. Um, Day seven is another resort day, which is just, again, a rest day that would be spent exclusively at the Polynesian Um, Day eight is Epcot. We'd hopefully be there during some sort of festival, so we would explore that. I'd love to be there during the Flower and Garden Festival again, because that was really pretty. Um, Day nine is Typhoon Lagoon. We'd spend the day there. Day 10 is Magic Kingdom. We'd sleep in a little and then head to Magic Kingdom, finish the trip out strong with the fireworks. Day 11 is a resort day again. Um, for our final full day, we'd be at the resort again for most of the time. In the evening, we'd head to Disney Springs for shopping and dinner. And then day 12 is a resort slash travel day. We'd cherish the bungalow for as long as humanly possible and finally catch our flight home. So, yeah. Wow. I think <laughs> that just on lodging alone, you're spending like 25 grand 
Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the whole time in the bungalow. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. So this this would be if I were to stumble upon a large amount of money. Um, well, depending on who the spouse is, you never know. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I want to emphasize the resort days because on a honeymoon, it's really important to have downtime, I would assume. Um, I've never had one, so I guess I don't know firsthand. But I know that I know that this is a long and very expensive trip, but it's my dream honeymoon if it were like if I had a Disney honeymoon, this would be the dream itinerary. Um, the resort yeah. days are also important because I would want to get as much out of the bungalow as possible. If you're spending that much money to stay somewhere, like you want to like get as much out of it as you're putting into it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That one cannot be a situation where it's just a place to rest your head at the end of the night. You have to milk every single dollar out of that experience right so yeah and i like planned it out this way where it was like a park and then like a more relaxing day so that like the parks wouldn't be like days where we were tired and stuff and we could like enjoy the park without being exhausted and for sure yeah yeah i think it's a really balanced trip and especially the days where you put a water park in between two park days because the water parks are are more chill. You're not there as early and you don't stay as late as well. So, and you kind of just get a bunch of opportunities to lounge around and go down the lazy river, be in a pool, water slides. It's not that, that draining besides the fact that you are out in the sun. Um, but they're super fun. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I love that trip. If I were actually to do something Disney related for my honeymoon, my top choice would be a trip to Japan with an extended stay at Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. But we are doing Disney World for this episode. So if that were the move, I would like to try some new things and cross stuff off of the Disney bucket list. I didn't go like let me just plan the most expensive trip I could think of. We already kind of did our bucket list episode. Um, But in terms of choosing a resort, I would splurge a bit because I'd want a luxurious and quiet location. And three things came to my mind. First, and the cheapest, would be Grand Destino Tower. Next, renting DVC points at the Riviera and then renting DVC points for a studio at the Grand Floridian. All of those would be phenomenal, I think. Uh, To me, the Grand Floridian DVC buildings and the Riviera just scream relaxation. And Grand Destino Tower is just so beautiful and gorgeous, and it feels like a deluxe resort. It, I mean, it's, it's even nicer than some deluxe resorts for not as much of the price. So I guess for, for this situation, let's just say got a studio uh, at Grand Floridian um, because I think that I'd enjoy a photo shoot there the most, and I definitely want some great professionally taken photos on this honeymoon. So we'll do that. Day one would just be traveling, checking into the resort, 
And then I think we go over to Disney Springs. I want to have dinner at Morimoto Asia. That's kind of the next place I want to check out down there. Um, so we'd give that a try. Gotten really great reviews. Seems like a really fun place um, with excellent food. The next day would not be a theme park day, just still a little bit more relaxing. We would sleep in, have a casual breakfast, and then do this photo shoot. I'm not sure if you can use one of Disney's like non-photo pass professional photographers unless you book a fairy tale wedding. But the last time I checked, at a resort, you can just hire an independent photographer to come and you can kind of do your own thing. You're not going to get access to, I guess, any closed off areas or things like that, but you can still get nice photos taken. I wouldn't suggest trying to do that in a theme park, but at the resorts, uh, that is that is doable. Then we would lounge by the pool and just enjoy. I mean, you, you might as well take in the Grand Floridian if you're going to stay there. And while I really harp against the booking a regular hotel side, um, it's still just a really, really beautiful resort. And the, the DVC buildings have great accommodations. So is just like Emma got the most out of her bungalow, you got to get the most out of a place like that too. Day three would be Magic Kingdom. And here's a little bucket list thing. I think we would start off the day with the Keys to the Kingdom tour. And now would be the time to take it, right? If you're going to do it, a honeymoon is a great, great chance for that. It's a five-hour experience. It costs $115 per person. And it unlocks the fascinating history of Magic Kingdom by providing you with backstage access. Lunch is included. You get to walk through the Utilidor. You get a special souvenir that's provided in the in the end. And I'm sure that the cast members that lead this are just phenomenal. It It's probably, you know, the top tier customer service that you can get at Disney. And I think it would be the perfect way to kick off a few theme park days on this trip. Side note, yes, we would be splurging on Genie Plus. I do not want to wait in lines for everything on my honeymoon trip. Right? It's about quality time, right? And when you're in line, sure, you can talk, but it also gets really tiring. It would be great to just have as much convenience as you can feasibly attain when you're on your honeymoon. The next day, day four, would be Hollywood Studios, and this would be just a traditional theme park day, rope drop day. You want to ride this this stuff as much as you can. So many great attractions in Hollywood Studios now. Just like Emma mentioned, Fantasmic would be back. That is the prime way to finish off a night. And the only new thing I would do here is try out the Hollywood Brown Derby. That is a restaurant I've always wanted to go to. Food and the drinks always seem amazing. Uh, you'll notice that a lot of money is being spent on this trip <laughs> dining. So no surprise. Day five would be Animal Kingdom and another special experience doing the Wild Africa Trek. I feel like a lot of people don't really know about this, but it is a three-hour privately guided safari where you can have close encounters with animals living on the Safi River Valley, which is the savanna that's located in Kilimanjaro safaris. You get to cross a rope bridge, learn about conservation, and lunch is included. You leave with 
a complimentary souvenir and photos that were taken along the journey. Did you know about this, Emma? It, it sounds really cool. And actually, the last time that I was on Kilimanjaro Safaris in the, at the end of March, we saw this going on. We saw the little private um, safari trek taking place while we were on this attraction. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing. So that sounds really cool. The guy that we met, Jason, who works uh, as the education coordinator at Animal Kingdom, that's part of his job is uh, just organ- organizing and operating all of those private treks. So he was able to speak with us about it at length. And after he told us more about it, I totally wanted to, to give it a try. So it is a little bit more expensive. It's $200. But um, again, that's just the price of a party nowadays. So <laughs> I'm sure in, in some situations, it's worth it. Not a honeymoon, it's worth it. Day six, I also wanted to incorporate a water park. I chose Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, I'm a person that I love water parks. They do kind of seem like a day off to me. Uh, they're very relaxing. I love me a water slide. It's just a great time. I'm not as freaked out anymore about like sanitation and COVID stuff. Like the idea of a public pool became even more horrifying to me once COVID hit. And now I think I'm getting back to a little bit more uh, of a normal feeling about going into a pool. And it's just been a long time since we went to those water parks. So I would like to to do that again and try try the fates in yeah. the <laughs> in the wave pool. Yeah, <laughs> risk it all. I was just all. gonna say that you you gotta try that wave pool again. That was one of the scariest moments of my life. I think. Yeah. Like, well, I was, well, if you can oh. survive that with your new spouse, you can survive anything. Right. It's a great test for the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that and like the noise that goes off when it's about to happen and then you just like see the the giant wave. It that's scary. Yeah. It's like a tornado siren going yeah. off. It's like get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Remain here at your own risk. Take your kids out, please. <laughs> yep. After that, day seven, this would be the Epcot day. And I mean, just throw me into Epcot and I'm a happy camper. It, especially now that Ratatouille's open, they're doing the the cast member previews and the media previews for um, the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. A lot of people seem to love that attraction. I think it officially opens on May 28th, so not too long, less than two weeks from now. That's just so much is coming to Epcot. I would encourage everybody to go and look at the concept art that's new and was released last week. It shows all of the like future world transformation stuff happening and the things that are happening around Spaceship Earth. Uh, there's going to be like a light-up walkway, the new art for Journey of Water, um, and the new pavilions that are coming. It looks so beautiful. Uh, just gets me so excited about Epcot and the Epcot's future in about a year from now. So I would also plan a romantic dinner at Monsieur Paul. Hopefully that would be open by that time in the France Pavilion. And then we would cap off the night by riding Ratatouille, of course, and watching Harmonious, which Emma Harmonious was so good. I can't, <laughs> I can't even, I'm like getting emotional 
thinking about that. It's one of those that you see and it's just kind of like, it's kind of like Wishes and Fantasmic. It's another yeah. staple. And I hope it's there for a really, really long time. Definitely better than... Why am I blanking on the show that was there before? Was it Reflections or is that Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Is it Reflections? Oh my gosh. I'm so embarrassed. The old <laughs> old Epcot show. I'm looking it up right now because I mentioned it in the last episode. And I said, yeah, Illuminations. Yeah. Reflections oh, yeah. of Earth. Illuminations. Yeah. But better than that. Oh, just just so amazing. Yeah. So we would end the night by doing that. And then the final day, day eight, would be sleeping in saying goodbye to the resort, taking any last photos, doing some shopping at Disney Springs. And here's what I would do. On my honeymoon, I'm definitely purchasing Disney fine art. And I want something cute, something romantic, maybe one of the uh, the paintings where Mickey and Minnie are together, you know, doing something really cute. Definitely getting that at the Art of Disney. We would end the trip with an evening visit to the boardwalk, which always looks incredibly beautiful, lit up at night. Go into Jelly Rolls again. Oh, that was fun. Uh, trying out the Atlantic Dance Hall. That would be just a super enjoyable way to cap off the whole experience that is incredibly expensive, although less expensive than Emma's version. <laughs> but I think for both of us, for both of us, like for better or worse, for richer or poorer, because we're maxing out all the credit cards at Disney World, to make this ridiculously ridiculously expensive trip happen, I think we would just need courthouse weddings, zero ceremony, zero reception, just dump all the money into paying for the honeymoon because just on lodging alone, I don't want to know the final price tag. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... A full nine days or, yeah, well, eight nights in the Grand Floridian, a full 12 nights in a bungalow. Yeah. Um, I think I would have to I think we'd have to like move in with our parents or something like <laughs> for, <laughs> for years afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, there's just so many special things you can do. I didn't even consider, which I should have considered utilizing the spa at the Grand Floridian oh. maybe on one of the Days where we're not in the theme park, maybe day two or that last day, day eight. That would be a good time for a, a couple's massage or something like that. You know, so many cute opportunities um, to take advantage of. And I feel like with a honeymoon, you want convenience, you want quality time. It has to be different than a typical trip, unless both of you are super, super into Disney type A. Like you absolutely have to do everything that you can do. But I definitely want to take it slower. And even the days when I'm in the theme park, I'm not personally worried about doing everything. I'm just doing the things that I want to do the most, enjoying just the environment a little bit, enjoying the atmosphere, um, and taking as many cute and sappy photos as I can, wearing the just married pins every single day. Yes, of course. <laughs> would you get the would you get matching outfits? Yeah, like one of those like I'm I I don't know, like those dumb like I'm with her like yeah. I don't know. Or like uh, I'm the beast. Yeah. I'm his beauty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and it's just so cool to 
see so much returning. I mean, we've got Phantasmic coming back soon, Nighttime Parades, the new Castle Show, Meet and Greets are back, Hoopty Doo Review officially coming back. That was incredible to read. Uh, the new Finding Nemo, the musical show, show is going to be opening in the summer. So I I saw the Disney Parks blog post about rehearsals going on for that right now. Gotta give credit to them. They're bringing a bunch of entertainment back. And even last month, it was wonderful to see. So much more entertainment happening in the parks and at Disney Springs. We saw the most incredible guitarist. Some dude who was just shredding this classical guitar. I'd never heard anything like it in my life. I don't know how this dude had fingers anymore. (laughs) Any skin on there I thought would just be completely destroyed. I doubt he has any fingernails left, but it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Disney Honeymoon Trips, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, Episode 62, we've done a lot of these and gonna keep doing more so emma i know you've got to go and noah will be here in 20 minutes so i want you to be ready for that (laughs) and i think that's gonna do it for this episode of the disney daydream podcast i hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one remember be kind to one another and take the time to find a magical moment in each and every day (laughs) 